let's get to it. to another episode of Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast, and we are in the middle of our holiday trilogy. <laughs> so, Fro and I could pretty much enter in any turkey, uh, turkey, turkey calling contest. Turkey calling? Turkey, yeah. Yes. It, it's, it's not twerking, but... Oh, boy. So, today we are going to review the episode Starvin' Marvin. But before we get into that, and I want to point this out, because this is just weird. So, on Wikipedia, where they list, you know, all the episodes, you know, of South Park and the dates that they aired, because, you know, I got confused that one time in the beginning. <laughs> You mean those two episodes? Yeah, I know. Um, They have this episode listed correctly as the eighth episode. When I watched this episode on Hulu, they have it correctly listed as the eighth episode. On the South Park website... They have this listed as episode nine. Ooh. Because the eighth episode that they have is Damien. No. Which will not air in that time until February of 98. So it's like Meatloaf saying two out of three ain't bad. But, yes, we are going to talk about today Starvin' Marvin, the, the first 
Thanksgiving episode of South Park, and <laughs> is it the only? <laughs> is it the only Thanksgiving? Is it the only? I'm not sure. I I, I can't remember uh, another one. On, on. I, I don't know. I have to yeah. look. What I'll look. We'll figure it out along the way. Yeah. Um, but I, but I, I have to ask you, since it's winter and cold there, and now in November, um, uh, and the snow is glistening outside, can you hear uh, that people are trying to lawn their morn uh, outside my window? Mm, no, I can't. Okay, good. I was a little worried that I had to close the window since oh. it's so cold. Outside, I'm in. No, you're good. Yeah, here in November. Yeah. So, today we are going to talk about this episode. And, um, of course, over here in the U.S., Thanksgiving is one of the... I'd put it in my top three as far as biggest holidays of the year. Oh, yeah. Every year. Oh, yeah. Um, in Norway, there... we don't know what Thanksgiving is. Okay, I was just gonna. Ask, oh, I was. No, I was gonna ask you if you guys had a Thanksgiving-like holiday. Nope. Okay. Because I know Canada does. Uh, we don't have a Thanksgiving holiday because nobody comes and steal, stay, steal our country. Ooh, ooh. Yes, I went there. Well, that's the end of this week's show, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remember, we are Vikings here. Yeah, I know. You you guys would kick our pilgrim's ass. Yep. <laughs> no, but um, this is a fun episode for a number of different reasons. Yes. Um, and there actually is a little bit of controversy in the uh, in, around this episode, and we'll get into the story a little bit later on. Um, so, should be quite the fun episode, and I get to pick today the character, so we'll get to see oh. what that's like. So, unless we have anything else we want to talk about for the next several minutes. No, I think, uh, I think we are going to talk a lot about Sally Struthers a little bit uh, <laughs> later. Yeah, all right. Well, then, let's go into today's episode, Starvin' Marvin. Uh, This episode originally aired November 19, 1997, the week before Thanksgiving. So, uh, we... Oh, and this is the eighth episode, by the way, so... So, we start off with all four boys at Cartman's house. They're watching the Terrence and Philip Thanksgiving special. (laughs) so when they go to a commercial break we get a commercial and here we see a bunch of starving people in the desert somewhere in africa and then we get sally struthers and the boys react to who's that oh sally struthers she used to be on full house and it's kind of funny because, like last episode, we talked a little. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about Tina Yothers. Yes, that was so, on. Two episodes in a row. Yeah. 
So this version of Sally Struthers um, has some extra weight. Let's say that. So, you know, it's basically making fun of the whole help, you know, the less unfortunate people in Africa and donate money, blah, blah, blah. And then at the end of the commercial, uh, Sally Struthers says, if you donate $5 right now, you will get a free digital sports watch. To which the boys are excited about, and they go to the phone. To which Stan says, oh, I know my mom's credit card number. (laughs) Okay, I just want to say, how does a third grader memorize his mom's credit card number? (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure if I knew my mom's uh, credit card number at that age. No, I don't. I know I don't. Wow. I'm not even going to attempt to because she's not here. So, um, so anyway, um, Stan gets on the line and the boys call each other different names while she's trying. He's trying to get the sports watch. So then, um, we go to the school, and the, um, you know they're in the class. And Mr. Garrison tells them about how they're doing a canned food drive to help the poor people of South Park. And Carmen asks some question. I don't remember what it was. And Mr. Garrison's like, "Uh, that's okay, Carmen. There's no such thing as stupid questions, just stupid people. And then, you know, Mr. Garrison keeps talking about how, you know, you guys got to you know, get a lot of these food in and, you know, you got to help them. And Carmen's like, why should I help them? You know, what do they do for me? And Wendy's like, this is the one time of the year where we have to help, you know, we help these people out. And Carmen goes into this whole thing about how he has to pay for taxes and how they should go to the poor house. And it's just back and forth. And, Mr. Garrison's like, okay, enough Dickens for one day. Um, but yeah, you know what? I I honestly remember this, bro. When I was in elementary school, we used to do a canned food drive. Yeah, oh, we too. Yeah, we right around this time, around Thanksgiving, and we'd get a lot. I I might have to talk to somebody about doing that again. Maybe next school year. So, um, so they get into, uh, they, they start teaching, and then all of a sudden, here come these turkeys, and they're just messing up the classroom. And it's like, okay, what in the world happened here? So, that's that. And then, all four boys go back to Cartman's house because it's going to arrive at his place. And Carmen has already declared that he gets the digital sports watch. So after they're told that the, the digital sports, uh, sports watch has not arrived, the doorbell rings. And they're like, it's the sports watch! So they go and they open the door and 
It's not a sports watch. It's a small child. And one of the things I like about this episode is throughout the entire episode, they mess up Ethiopian. They're calling him like Ethernopian and mm-hmm. Etherope, you know, all the different names. So th- at first they're confused of, okay, what do we do here? And Starvin Marvin starts, you know, talking. He does stuff with his tongue, you know, clicking. And they're impressed with it. So they asked him his name. And one of them thinks that he said Star or Marvin. And Carmen's like, yeah, Starvin Marvin. So, you know, they're like, that's what we'll call him. And then they each fight to, you know, to keep him. Because Kyle wants to show Starvin Marvin to his brother. Carmen wants to keep him because he's the dad. Kyle or Stan says, I should keep him because it was my mom's credit card that we used. So then they're like, okay, how about we do this? Carmen gets him one week. I get him another week. Stan gets him another week. And then Cartman goes, yeah, and Kenny can never have him because his family is too poor. So, (laughs) meanwhile, um, at the mayor's office, they're talking about, okay, how are we going to give out, you know, the canned foods for Thanksgiving? The mayor wants it to be different. She wants it to be, you know, totally, I don't want to say off the wall but you know, just really just be different and then all of a sudden here comes dr mefesto and i i honestly i forgot when i watched this the first time he was in this episode i had honestly forgot really yeah like because i hadn't seen this episode in a while so um, so Dr. Mephisto explains about the turkeys and the mayor. Oh, I love this part because the mayor, like she turns her back and she's wiggling her finger around her head thinking that, okay, this guy's crazy. Then he talks some more and he, then she turns around and she gets a cuckoo clock, you know, call him a cuckoo. And then she turns around again. He's still talking and then she turns around one more time, picks up a donkey and is calling him a jackass. To which Dr. Mephisto is like, you're not taking me seriously, are you? So then we go to Stark's Pond. Hey! Hey! I know that place. Yeah, I do too. So we see this couple... And it's one of those, like, cheesy romance things, like, oh, look at the leaves. They're falling down. It's so beautiful. Not as beautiful as you are, my dear. Oh, look, here come the turkeys. They look so beautiful. Not as beautiful as you are, my dear. Oh, look at the turkeys. They're foaming at the mouth. Wait, what? They're foaming at the mouth? I I think there's some kind of warning there. When uh, a turkey is foaming at the mouth, and the turkeys, they eat the couple. They deserved it. They just deserved it. So then um, we go to a buffet, and Carmen's there, his mom's there, Stan is there with his family, Kyle's there uh, with his family. And they introduce Marvin to 
one of the American lifestyles, which is or uh, things, which is the buffet. And you know they're teaching him how, or they're saying how it only co- we come here every Tuesday for six ninety nine, except for Kenny's family, which would be a two year salary. Oh, that's funny. That's it a is. funny joke. Oh man. So then they get appetizers. So Carmen is explaining to Marvin what the appetizer is. And then here comes all the food, and it's like, oh, that's it for the appetizers. And he just throws the plate away, and Marvin just can't believe it. So you see, you know, all you know, all the people gathered at the table. And I wonder if you noticed this one part, Fro. Did you notice that Kyle was cutting ham? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because it's not that kosher. <laughs> it's definitely not kosher. Yeah. Um. So then, you know, Carbon's eating and he's like, do you want that piece of pie? No, you don't want that piece of pie. And Stan's like, hey, this is the you know, giving season. You should be giving, you know, and Carbon's like, yeah, whatever, you know. So then the next day, um, we're at the school, and Mr. Garrison is saying that, oh, this food drive isn't doing too good. All we have are a can of corn, a can of corn, and a can of corn. Now, you guys got to do better, or else Kenny's family is going to have a corny Thanksgiving, to which Mr. Garrison laughs at himself and thinks it's funny because he's a teacher and teachers do that a lot they try to do that you know oh we're funny we're so funny Mm. so then uh the boys come up for a show and tell and they show them starving marvin and mr garrison's like wait a minute you guys should not have an ethiopian child (laughs) with you you guys are eight years old and i agree with that they should yeah they they should not really have that so then um they go to the principal's office and the principal gets off the phone with the red cross and that they'll pick up marvin tonight and she goes into this whole thing about you know you guys are not old enough to you know have an eight-year-old Ethiopian child, and that the child is supposed to basically write letters to you guys. That's how I got my digital sports watch. So, and then Carmen makes another comment about being poor, and, you know, it's like, you keep this up, it'll happen to you one day, Carmen, and Carmen's like, yeah, whatever. So then, Chef goes to visit Dr. Mephesto in his lab. And basically, Chef's sort of freaked out because he's in this laboratory. So, Dr. Mephesto was to show Chef um, a cell of the turkeys. And Chef's like, "Uh, that's a picture of Vanessa Redgrave's private parts. And Dr. Mephesto's like, oh, sorry. So he switches the cells and puts the turkey cells in. And, you know, he's seeing that they're splitting apart. And because of that, 
you know, the turkey DNA is growing and, you know, more and more turkeys could come. And if they don't stop it, they could take over the world. And then after that, Chef asks for that uh, picture of Vanessa Redgrave again. So then we get to... This is one of the best parts of this episode. The FBI comes in and they ask for, you know, where's the boy? Where, where's the Ethiopia? Starvin Marvin is on the couch. He points to, I guess it would be the kitchen. And they take Cartman away. And Cartman is upset. You know, he's screaming in the bag and the FBI's like, uh, we're sorry about the confusion. Here's your digital sports watch. And Marvin looks at it and he goes, sweet. So, yeah, Cartman gets taken away. So then we go to um, the the main, main street of South Park. And they have this machine with the cans in it. And it's sort of like the money grab machine where instead of money floating around, it's going to be canned food. And they have to grab as many canned foods as they possibly can before, you know, the, the, the time runs out. And then all of a sudden, here comes the turkeys again. And the turkeys are going after, you know, the citizens of the town. And, you know, the citizens, they're having to fight back a little bit. Are you there, Fro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, just making sure. (laughs) So then um, we see in the desert. Oh, no, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Then we see Starvin Marvin. He is still at Cartman's house. And he's watching the 14th part of the Terrence and Philip Thanksgiving special. And then they do another commercial with with Sally Struthers. And as this commercial is airing, here's Carmen in the background. And he's pissed off. He's upset, you know, because he's like, Hey, I'm not supposed to be here. And, you know, he's just very upset and Marvin is watching this. So then we go back to Main Street, and Kenny is going to be our lucky contestant into the money grab-like machine. So he goes in, and we see Kenny's parents, and they're like, do good job, Kenny. Get as money as you can. So... Kenny is just bouncing around all over the place, you know, because a regular adult like you or I, Fro, we would not be bouncing around like that. Here we have a seven or eight year old boy just bouncing around in the air in this machine with all of this canned food items. And, you know, they're just just Kenny's just bouncing off. So then, you know, the machine finally stops, and he picks up a can of green beans. And that's all the family gets, is a can of green beans. So after that, the turkeys come back again, going after the townspeople. 
And this time we get Dr. Mephisto coming up and Chef comes up. He's at the podium. He's starting to talk. And then all of a sudden he stops and he looks at Dr. Mephisto's assistant. And it's just this look like. And then he goes, what the hell is that? And Dr. Mephisto's like, no, that's not important right now. No, I want to know what the hell that thing is. Referring to his assistant. And he gets off track and then he finally, you know, is told, yeah, you got to continue talking about the turkeys. So he says, you know, you guys get everything you need. Come back here in 15 minutes. So Cartman, we go back to Cartman and he's like, this is some bullshit. And he tries to talk to the people of, you know, the area that they're in. And, you know, he tries to get them to say anything if possible, but he doesn't. And then he sees the Red Cross and he's like, yes, I would like some fried chicken and a side of mashed potatoes. And the people are like, oh, I'm sorry, dude, we're leaving. You know, we don't have enough refunds to, um, you know, get you guys enough food. We have to leave. And then they give Cartman the digital sports watch. And Carmen at this point has just about lost it. But before we see that, we go back to the town and the townspeople are gathered up and the mayor starts giving the speech. Well, then here comes Chef dressed up as Braveheart. He has the makeup on. He's on the horse and he does the scene, you know, the speech from Sal or from Braveheart, basically. Then we go to the turkey side, and the turkey, the, the lead turkey, is giving the exact same speech, and he's got the, the same makeup on as well. And this is where the, my story comes into play. The, and I'm not sure if many people, or if a lot of people don't know this. I think this is well known. But, in this episode, Jerry Seinfeld was to make a guest appearance in this episode. He was supposed to be one of the turkeys. But what happened is Seinfeld's like, okay, I'll do it. But I want to be the main turkey. I want to be the turkey that gives the speech. And things didn't work out. Um, the people, the people, you know, that work with Seinfeld are like, yeah, this isn't really going to work, you know, and that's that. Mm. So Jerry Seinfeld was going to be in this episode. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting. But because of negotiations, they just fell apart and that's that. So then we go back to the desert, and Carmen is basically just down on the ground, and he's basically given up, and he's like, God, why have you forsaken me? I get it. I won't make fun of the poor anymore. And he just collapses. He's down. So he's basically admitting defeat. Then he gets up, and he sees this one building there's this one building there 
and he opens it, and oh my gosh, it's snack food! There's chips and cakes and all of that, and he sees a TV on, and he goes around and... Sally Struthers? There's Sally Struthers being fanned by two Ethiopian people while she's eating cake. And Carmen is upset, you know, because he wants the cake. And Struthers is like, no, this is my cake. And they're both arguing. And then Carmen goes outside and he yells to the people, hey, Sally Struthers has all of our food. And Struthers is like, uh-oh. So she, you know, tries to start hoarding all the food in. So we then go back to South Park and the war between the turkeys and the people. And basically the people are winning this fight. Even Ike is involved and he kills a turkey. And then the turkeys gather around the boys and they go after Cartman. And they kill, or I mean Kenny. And they pull Kenny's eye out. And Kenny dies again. And then finally there's like three turkeys left. And they shoot the turkeys. And they're all dead. And the town has won this war. So then the FBI people come back. And they have mistaken the wrong, you know, they took the wrong boy. And they show the picture of Starvin Marvin, and they ask, have you seen him? To which Officer Barb Brady is like, oh, that could be anybody. We've got hundreds of kids here. And Marvin walks over to the FBI people, and he's ready to go home. But before he goes home, he picks up one of the dead turkeys. So then Stan and Kyle, they're a little bit disappointed because Starvin Marvin's leaving. But Kyle's, and Kyle's like, yeah, I liked him more than I did, um, you know, Cartman. And basically they go into this whole thing about how, you know, people are real and, um, you know, sending donations and stuff. To which Kyle's like, hey, so that means that MacGyver's a real person too. Oh, I, I love that sim- uh, single uh, line. That uh, one line is really yeah. good. So then, uh, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, I, I, I will tell you at the end of the episode why I've been a little quiet. But okay. So then they go back to the desert, and the Red Cross apologizes, and they get Cartman on, and Cartman's like, "Get out of my way! I'm an American," and I'm like, "Oh, jeez." So then Starvin Marvin comes back home. He has. Um, you know, he comes off the plane and he's got all the dead turkeys. They brought the dead turkeys with them back on this huge plane. And the townspeople, they're excited that, you know, he, you know, he's back. He's got all this food. And meanwhile, here's Sally Struthers. She's tied up with an apple in her mouth. Like, you know, she's a hog, like they're going to eat her or something. And then at the end, we go back to uh, Kenny's family who are surround they're at the table with their can of green beans and you know they they're praying and then at the end the mom's like 
does anybody have a can opener? And the dad is like, ah, crap. Well, he doesn't say all crap, but you know what he says. And that's the end of Starvin' Marvin. Yep. I are we going to tell people what we think about this episode now? Uh we can if you want. Yeah, because I'm not a huge fan of this episode. Hmm, okay. I I think I as maybe people will remember last week I gave the episode uh a ten. This is in the low, low, low numbers for me. I just I don't know if I don't get it or don't understand it right. or just don't get the humor in this episode or what it is. But this episode was just not for me. I I like, I don't know where the storyline with uh, the, the stupid uh, uh, turkeys were going. It seems mm-hmm. like it's... Uh, um, it it doesn't go anywhere. Right. Uh, I I like the starving Marvin part, but but it feels like it's a B plot line in a B plot line episode, and it's it's almost like it's driven out of necessity, not uh, about like l- love for the 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 craft work they are doing. Mm-hmm. So this episode gets maybe the lowest scoring so far, and I will give this a three. Wow, that is a com- uh, that's a complete one eighty, basically. Yeah, I I I just I don't get this episode. I don't think it's funny. Okay. Um, there were some moments in this. Where I thought it was good, like the the like the couple, you know, saying how everything is beautiful and like that, and and, and that's sort of funny because there are sometimes where, you know, couples are like that and they're just too, you know, lovey dubby, I guess would be the right term. Yeah. Um. I think the turkey thing was sort of a way to. See, my like, I was sort of confused because it was like, okay, you killed all the turkeys, you could have solved all the problems, you know, and had, you know, everybody in the town would have had a turkey for Thanksgiving. But instead, they decided to get let Starve and Marvin have all the turkeys, which in the end, I guess, is okay. Um, I thought this was an okay episode. I mean, I like Starve and Marvin, I really do. I like the character. Right. And I and, do too. And we will see him again down the line yeah. in the near future. Um, I'm going to give this a 6 Yeah, out of 10. Because, I mean, after such a good episode with Pink Eye, mm. you know, you go into the Thanksgiving one, and it does have its moments. And, and there are some where it's like, oh, man, you know, just give me a break. So. But I think the problem with this episode, and again, I say this with 
uh, the respect I have for making uh, like uh, references to things. I don't get anything in this episode. Like uh, I, I never had uh, a, a thing for with Sally Struthers. I don't have a huge relationship with her. Her uh, children, uh, Christian Children's Fund. Yeah, I... There, there's so many things in this episode that are American. Mm-hmm. Right. That I, I, I think it, it, gets, it gets me more irritated than uh, falling in love with it because it it has so many references it's a reference to a holiday i have no uh, no interest in mm-hmm. like like i for me i couldn't care less about uh, uh, uh oh. right and i understand that the uh, the holiday right and uh, they, they, yeah, like the the um, Doctor Manifesto plot is is kind of it, it doesn't. I I feel like this this turkey plot doesn't go anywhere, and I'm not sure if if it's it's trying to tell me anything. It's yeah, I'm I'm just no. The only thing that's salvageable in this episode is Starving Marvin. I think my three points go to that uh, Starving Marvin plotline and and like things like that. But I I, I can't give this an episode uh, a, a good uh, uh, a good score a, a good score because I don't care about Thanksgiving. I don't care about uh, about the, the main plot. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I can understand that. That's the thing. Um, alright, now before we get into all these, uh, receptions, what did IMDB give this episode? Uh, they gave it 8.3 out of 10. Hmm. So down from 8.5, but not, still, still a little too high in my eyes. Right. Alright, well, let's get into... The reception from this episode. Of course, as mentioned, this first aired on November 19, 1997. In its original American broadcast, Starvin' Marvin received a Nielsen rating of 4.8, meaning the episode was seen by about 2.2 million households in the U.S. Television journalists described the rating as astonishing by Comedy Central standards. At the time, the network averaged a .6, which would be the equivalent to 276,000 households during prime time. And prior to South Park, the channel's highest rating was a 2.7, which is almost 1.25 million households for the second season premiere of Absolutely Fabulous. Several reviewers have described Starvin' Marvin as one of South Park's classic episodes. Parker said the emotional moment when Starvin' Marvin returned home with all the turkeys made his mother cry, marked the first time he and Stone heard of an emotional reaction to their show. Wow. Wow. After the episode aired, 
Parker and Stone received feedback that audiences felt Starvin' Marvin was especially unkind to Struthers. And I agree with that. Although they did not speak to her themselves, the duo received word that Struthers was a fan of the show until Starvin' Marvin aired, after which she was very upset and reportedly reacted emotionally over her portrayal. Struthers was particularly saddened by the fact that her character steals food from the same starving children she had been working to help. Parker and Stone were slightly remorseful when they learned of her reaction and have said they did not have anything against Struthers personally. Nevertheless, Struthers was portrayed in an even less flattering way in the third season episode, Starvin' Marvin in Space, as a Jabba the Hutt-like creature. In a DVD commentary track, Parker said of Struthers, Dude, you're really setting yourself up if you're going to be that fat and go on the air talking about starving children. We don't think she's a bad person. She's probably nice to try to do this, but cut down on the Twinkies a little bit before going on the air. I'm sorry. I'm just, I don't find that funny. Wow, that's harsh. Yeah, it's harsh. It's not funny. Tom Carson, television critic of the vill- or for the Village Voice, praised the episode, which he said featured some amazing sick jokes about American affluence and ob- obliviousness. Yeah, and that, like, like, I'm sorry for going at this again. And again, that kind of proves my point. This is an American episode. Mm-hmm. It's really American. Diane Williamson of the Telegram and Gazette praised Starvin' Marvin for taking a chance with the source material and said, Often I'm in awe at the courage of these, South Park, creators. The advertiser of Lafayette, Louisiana, called the episode hysterical and particularly praised its satire of American consumerism. The St. Paul Pioneer Press described the episode as hilarious and said, We know we shouldn't laugh, but we can't help it. Vicki Englund of the Courier-Mail complimented the really bizarre storyline and the moral of the episode and especially praised the jokes about Struthers. It might be a good idea not to eat during the hilarious second episode. Enough said. Vern Perry, a reviewer with the Orange County Register, called Starvin' Marvin his favorite South Park episode. The Starvin' Marvin episode was featured in a 1998 Chicago Tribune list of the top ten reasons for the popularity of South Park. The Chicago Tribune also included Starvin' Marvin in a 2003 list of the top 10 funniest episodes. Bill Ward of the Star Tribune described Starvin' Marvin as Cartman's finest half hour. Okay, now I want I, I do want to agree with that line. Because the Cartman character is so good in this episode in which you show Cartman in a kid's way as what I would think some Americans probably think like, you know, and feel like, like, okay, why are, why do I have to help the poor? Why do I have to do this? You know, 
and not thinking about what could happen if that unfortunate situation ever came. So I could see that where, you know, it's Carmen's best episode. I really could. Because it really pushes Carmen as, okay, he's a kid, but he's also an asshole. Yeah. And I, I again, don't agree with you, but it's a Cartman-focused episode, but I don't know if that helps Cartman or not. Right. Not all reviews were... We have to, we have to agree to disagree, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Not all reviews were positive. Boston Globe writer Matthew Gilbert, who describes South Park as immature and lowbrow, called Starve and Marvin a particularly uncuddly episode. <laughs> Oh, that's ungodly. Brian Boyd of the Irish Times criticized the episode for making jokes at the expense of starving African children. Yeah. Did they? I, I no. Mean, I didn't think they did. Maybe I again. Maybe I missed something. No, I, I don't think it makes fun. About starving African children. No. In in fact, if anything, I I mean, and I'm not defending, you know, making fun of starving people, but if you look at it, if you watch the episode, starving Marvin is eating in that episode. So it's not like the whole episode is, oh, we're not going to give him any food at all. You know, they're in their way. They're trying to give Starvin Marvin the feeling of what being an American is, and maybe they did it right. Maybe they did it wrong. Who knows? All right. So now it's my turn this week to pick a character. Let me guess. Are you picking Starvin Marvin? No, I am not. I was. <laughs> I was originally going to at first, but I decided, you know what? We're going to see him again down the line. Okay. I think we should save that card for another day. Instead, I will be talking about Eric Cartman. Yay. One of the big fives. Mm Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Big fives. Okay. Or big fours. Sorry. Okay, just make it sure. I I can't count. I can't count to four. Okay. Well, Eric (laughs) Carmen, he is a male. He is ten years old. His hair color is brown. His occupation is a student. He's currently in the fourth grade. His aliases include Awesomeo 4000, Britney Spears, Cartman the Tooth Fairy, Cartman Bra... Cop Cartman, Dog the Hall Monitor, Erica Cartman, Hitler Cartman, the Coon, and the Grand Wizard King. The Coon. His religion is Roman Catholic, but he was at one point a Blaintologist. His mother is Leanne Cartman. His father is Jack Tennerman. His half-brother is Scott Tennerman. His grandmother is Mabel Cartman. His grandfather is Harold Cartman. He has one aunt, Lisa Cartman. He has two uncles, 
Uncle Stinky, and Howard Cartman. He has three cousins, Alexandra Cartman, Elvin Cartman, and Fred Cartman. He is voiced by Trey Parker, and his first appearance was The Spirit of Christmas. Yeah. Jesus uh, vs. Frosty, and that is also, again, one of the short episodes that we haven't done. Mm-hmm. Are we going to... Do, let's do that as a bonus episode after we're done with Season 1. I agree. I can do that. Okay? Okay. Well, why don't you uh, tell us about Cartman? Well, all true, his full name is Eric Theodore Cartman. Is usually referred as only by his last name, Cartman. He's one of the main characters in South Park, along with Kyle, uh, Stan, and Kenny. Cartman is fat, self-centered asshole of the group, <laughs> often concocting schemes to make money or uh, prosecute uh, uh, Colel uh, Chicken. Colonel's Chicken. Colonel's Chicken. Thank yeah. you. KFC. KFC. Okay. He absolutely hates Kyle, <laughs> despises hippies, and can't stand Family Guy. Oh, <laughs> But he do, uh, does have a soft spot for Mel Gibson, his stuffed animal Clyde uh, Frog, and cats, especially his own cat, Mrs. Mr. Critter! Mr. Critter! <laughs> After years of trying to discover who his real father is, he found out that he's uh, the illegitimate son of Jack Tenneman, making Scott Tenneman Tenneman his half-brother, and making him largely responsible for killing his own parents. Yeah, Cartman also moonlights as uh, the infamous... Superhero hero, the Coon. He originally joined forces with the boys to form Coon and friends, but they all turned against him and he teamed up with the Dark Lord, Cthulhu. <laughs> there are so many memorable quotes. Yes, there are, and we're going to do them all, right? Yes! Let's do it one one uh, one time at each. I will do I will do mine in my Cartman voice. Okay, I will try to do my, mine in my Cartman voice. Okay. okay. Hey, you guys, I'm going home. You have to respect my authority. Now get it back, Kelly. Yeah, I will shoot you, Puffs. Now, Kelly, this is my part. Biffkirk. I'll kick you in the nuts! I'm not fat. I'm freshly plump. There's so much to do at Cartman Land. But you can't come. Especially you, Stan and Kyle. Oh, sissy. Grandpa fat! Do you like it? Do you like it, Scott? I call it Mr. and Mrs. Tenderman, Shelley. Nah, 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 nah. I made you eat your parents. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, let me taste your tears, Scott. Mmm, your tears are yummy and sweet. But they said I can't be in their club. I'm not fat. I'm just having a sweet hockey party. They're not people. They're hippies. He's a Jewish dolphin. 
A Juven! It's hard to do the voice and laugh at the same time. Yeah. How do I reach these kids? The fuck? <laughs> Gal, that's the way the world works. If you want to find some quality fans, you gotta wade through all the dicks first. I, <laughs> I cannot offer you your shield and cash. I can, however, offer you a little bit of crack. Boo! Boo, Wendy! Boo, Wendy Testaburger! Boo! Oh, trust me. It's not fat and unimportant. I think we need to change his status to ripped and sweet. They don't salute in Game of Thrones, butters. Boner balls? Be boner! Forest dance boner forests! Sing on our asses, here we come! Fuck our backpacks! Cartman, bruh! Speak through the hood, Kenny! Me and Kenny don't give two shits about stupid ass whales! It isn't over, Kyle. I have not waited this long to see you weasel your way out of this bet. Go ahead and go. But I swear on my life, before this day is over, you will suck my balls. I swear it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oof. Oh, can we do the life lessons too? Yeah. And we'll do it in regular voice this time. Oh, so thank you. We don't have to. Poor people tend to live in a cluster. Real guitars are for old people. Life goes by pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, do whatever you want to do all the time, you will miss it. You could miss it. You could, man. I'm going to spend my whole childhood eating what I want and doing drugs when I want. Whatever, I will do what I want. Stan, don't you know the first law of physics? Anything that uh, fun costs at least eight dollars. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Uh, it's almost true. It is almost. Everyone knows that only poor people get lice. <laughs> Oh, we're in this together, Craig. If Butter tells on us, we are going to tell on you. That's the ninja code. I wasn't saying anything about their culture. I was just saying their city smells like ass. <laughs> Can you do the next one? All right, I'll do the next one. The two next ones, because okay. they, they are long. Vote for Turd Sandwich. This is the most important election of your life. Turd Sandwich brings the hope of change. A vote for Turd Sandwich is a vote for tomorrow. Remember Bill Belichick, head coach of the New England Patriots? He's won three Super Bowls. How? He cheated. He even got caught cheating and nobody cared. He proved that in America, it's a right to cheat as long as you cheat your way to the top. God bless those men that fight for their freedom. God bless those men. And God bless the confederacy. The confederacy. Confederacy. 
And I'll let you read this next one, too. Okay. I'd rather us be a Chinese than a nation of unethical dicks. <laughs> Shooters. Think about that. Heaven could be like the pixie fairies of Bubble Yum Forest. You only see them if you really believe in them. Don't be sad, brothers. What awaits each person in heaven is eternal best, divine rest, and thousand dollars cash. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've sometimes looked at people with disabilities as people God put here on earth for my amusement. I can't, I can't, I can't stop laughing because I, I just find Cartman so hilariously funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is just, uh, sorry. Uh, this just goes to show that the hard work doesn't pay off. I'm going to be a homeless drug addict from now on. Huh. Drugs are bad because if you do drugs, you're a hippie and hippies suck. They are what you call giggling stoners, pretty common from form of hippie, usually found in the attics. Problem is, if you see one hippie, there's probably a whole lot of more you're not seeing. It's a man's obligation to stick his boneration in a woman's separation. <laughs> this sort of penetration will increase the population of the younger generation. Oh my gosh, I just love that. Oh, okay. Our mission failed, but we learned a lot. Primarily, that girls don't have balls. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Um, okay, I'll read uh, Romantic Interest since you did Kenny last episode. <sighs> Wendy developed a temporary crush on Cartman brought on by sexual tension in Chef Goes Nanners. Cartman also had feelings for Wendy during that period of time. It is unknown if he has any feelings of romance towards her today, but based his but based his more recent interactions with her, he does not value her all that much as a person, let alone as a possible love interest. In La Petite Tourette, Cartman accidentally reveals that he has a crush on Patty Nelson and fantasizes about kissing her. She's cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the only admirer Cartman has is Cupid Cartman. But uh, tell me a little about his enemies, Bill. Oh, his enemies. Well, he does have a lot of enemies. While all four boys have been friends for years and share similar goals of wealth and popularity, there is no weaker link between the four than the rivalry between Carmen and Kyle. While the latter sees himself as more moral and philosophical, often trying to take the safest and most logical route, the notoriously stubborn and selfish Cartman will take what he wants by any means necessary, a common source of conflict between the two. Though they often remain on friendly terms, Cartman nonetheless shows an extremely sadistic side towards Kyle and will stop at nothing to humiliate him, and Kyle in turn often sees humiliating Cartman as morally justifiable particularly given his anti-Semitism. The two have also been known to make bets with full intent of humiliating one another, such as the loser having to pay a sum of money, being each other's slave, or on one famous occasion, 
suck the winner's balls. Carmen and Kyle have come to blows on multiple occasions, most notably after Carmen and Butters broke into the Broflovsky residence to infect Kyle with the HIV virus when they had to be broken up by Mr. Mackey, as well as the Fox headquarters when they came into conflict over a controversial Family Guy episode, and after Kenny McCormick's death and funeral when Carmen used stem cells to create a new Shakey's Pizza. Nonetheless, when the two's differences are set aside and a common goal is in sight, Carmen and Kyle can make incredibly strong allies and still seem to maintain a degree of trust in each other. And when faced with the possibility of losing each other, both have risked their lives for each other. Rumors of a romantic relationship between the two have been spurred by Cartman, but have never been endorsed by Kyle in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah, so many future episodes. We're not going to go through it. Just trust us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Believe it. Um, not that much uh, uh, episode behind the scenes, uh, but uh, uh, you can uh, look how he was animated mm-hmm. uh, on the on the wiki, and it looks kind of awesome. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of animation there. You can see how how. He was uh, drawn into storyboards and things like that. And uh, actually, let me get one more thing. And this is not on the um, South Park site. This is off Wikipedia. Okay. And this is about Cartman. In 2002, TV Guide ranked Cartman as number 10 on their list of the top 50 greatest cartoon characters. 24th on TV Guide's 25 Greatest TV Villains, number 198 on VH1's 200 Greatest Pop Culture Icons, and 19th on Bravo's 100 Greatest Characters television special in 2004. When declaring him the second scariest character on television, behind only Mr. Burns on The Simpsons in 2005, MSNBC's Brian Belmont described Carmen as a bundle of pure, unadulterated evil all wrapped up in a fat, er, big-boned, cartoony package who takes a feral delight in his evil doing. In 2004, IGN ranked Cartman first place on their list of the top 25 South Park characters, commenting that he was the obvious choice of number one and that sometimes the obvious choice is also the right one. Mm. The website stated that despite Cartman being one of the worst human beings in the history of fiction, he's the most loathsome character we've ever loved. ING concluded by calling him the biggest contribution to the world of animated characters that South Park has made, and that's saying something. Yeah. It's definitely my favorite character in the show. Yeah, I can't think of any others. I I know, um, and I talked about this with Danielle on uh, Nostalgia Crew. We went through uh, this one, it's like the Paley Media place over in California. They had a list of the top 50 cartoon characters of all time. And I think Cartman was in the top 10, maybe even the top five Mm. of all time. Mm. Yeah, he's up there for me. Uh, I I think he, he's kind of the, the 
problem I have with South Park, and he's also the solution. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of interesting. I have a love hate relationship with him. Yeah. But yeah, that's Cartman in a nutshell, folks. Yep, we love to hate him and hate to love him. Mm-hmm. Almost like the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> People love to hate us, and oh, you can kiss our ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can kiss uh, Bill's single ass, but my ass is taken. Yeah, but I got you know. Well, never mind. What? You have what? Come on. Well, you know, there, there are some women who have a crush on me. I oh. I, I would totally have a crush on you if you weren't a woman. <laughs> Thank you. But, but sadly, I think you would be an ugly woman. So. Thank you. I, I feel the same way, too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Uh, uh, I don't think we 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 discussed this, but um, uh, of course, there's a lot of 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 in the media now. There there's been a, a lot about uh, uh, about uh, this man that was uh, athlete. What was his oh name? yeah, Bruce Jenner. Yeah, Bruce Jenner. Yeah, that changed his name to, Ka- to Kathleen Jenner. And yes. I, I'm I'm so surprised. I I was thinking about this. Do I think he looks like a manly uh, woman, or does he look like a woman? Uh, there's parts where she looks like a man. Yeah, especially in the face. Yeah, there are. I have I've still have problems looking at her and thinking, oh my god, that's a woman. No. That yeah. Adam Adam's apple is, of, of, of course, a, a huge problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's talk about that. Let's be uh, insensitive and lose all the listeners. Well, you know what? When we get to uh, season 19, we're yeah. going to be talking about that a lot. We are. That's That's kind of funny. We are. So join us in about six years when we get to <laughs> Oh, I d- okay. One, I laugh because Bill thinks it's going to take six years before we come there, <laughs> and I also laugh because it's probably not going to take six years to we'll get there. It might. I mean, we're over halfway done with South with Park the first season. season, and I feel like we started this podcast yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think it's been two months. Yeah. Just- Two months. Uh, so in in the pacing we're doing it right now, I'm I'm sure we will. We'll we'll get to it sooner than we think. Oh yeah, we will say okay. Welcome to uh, season nineteen, and it's uh, Easter next year or something like Maybe. that. Maybe who knows? <gasps> uh... Well, why don't we start wrapping up for this week? You uh, want me to wrap? I can wrap. Oh no! Yo! No! Oh! 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 No! 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 Oh! They—they they don't want me to rap. Trust me. Oh! If there's one thing I suck at, it's rapping. Trust me. <laughs> I trust you. Thank you. Um, well, of course we have our new uh Facebook group, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. 
um, where all of our episodes are currently posted, and we could talk all things South Park. So I uh, hope you guys join us there. Um, Tell us how wrong we are in uh, that Caitlyn Jenner still kind of look, looks like a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, you can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. And don't forget to check out my other podcasts, The Scorecard, That Wrestling Show, Nostalgia Crew, Untitled Movie Project. And I got a fan one, a fan requested one. I'm not going to spoil it right now. Oh, come on, spoil it. Oh, no, no. But Fro will get this. Uh huh. I mentioned the following two things. Okay. Number one, it's a movie I've never seen. Which a lot of people are very surprised. Okay. And number two, it came out the year I was born. And we've had this discussion before. Oh, I You're just have to think about it. Yeah, I have to think about it. Goonies. <laughs> no, I've seen Goonies. Like... <laughs> that would be funny, though. Oh, by, by the way, before we go our separate ways, are you going to see this uh, new Ghostbusters movie? I doubt it. Even though I like Kate McKinnon, she's hilarious. I don't think this one's gonna go. The trailer looks so... It looks so bad. Yeah. It it, It looks like we could make it. It could be better if we made it. Oh, definitely. The jokes feel stale. There, there's nothing funny. I, I watched uh, the trailer, uh, the second trailer, together mm-hmm. with Tilly and Luke on the last uh, uh, another t- digital citizen, and Tilly goes like, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, check that podcast out, by the way. Yeah, check that one out. All right. Um, well, next week. We will conclude our holiday trilogy with the big one. I wish you a Merry Christmas. I'm already hanging my stockings up. And you know what? Next week, and I I promised you when we get to this episode, I have a story to tell. Yeah, you, you promised me this. And it involves my mother. God bless her. Wait till you guys hear this story next week. I don't hope it involves your mother and Pooh. No. Okay, good. But it does involve her watching the episode. Ooh. So. Ooh. It'll be funny to listen to. Hi, Bills, Mom. I know you're a big fan of mine. She is. (laughs) She does ask about you time to time. That's because I'm so incredibly sexy. Well, let's not go too far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, I think on that note... <laughs> I think on that note, we're going to leave for this week. Bill, I'm your father. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor Fro, who may or may not be my father. I might have to take him on the Maury show. I'm, I'm Bill. We'll talk to you guys next week. Goodbye, everybody. You are not the father. <laughs> <laughs>